What's up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 69 of the Potscast. I'm your host, Peter Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friends, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. And DJ, the content, the dead air, the third thing I can never remember, Lewis. Hello, it's it's DJ Nice, Lewis, now. <laughs> I think... I think what I'm going to just start doing is instead of just saying the third thing, I'm going to just say a third thing and just make up a new one every time so that you can just have oh, yeah, that's you know, no infinite time. names. Yeah. And maybe I'll reuse them sometimes. You know, we go back to some old favorites here and there, like Toxic, but... Um... <sighs> wow. Did you ever get your Toxic t-shirt from the... Um... The stream. The Discord. No, yeah. and it, it looks great. I think Doc. It was Doc, right? Who made that? Yeah. yeah, Doc made it. He did a great job. I just, I'm, I'm not gonna be caught dead seen in that. You know. He's <laughs> just like, I'm not toxic. I'm not. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You're not toxic. You're the toxic Avenger, right? Okay, that's, that's the fine. nickname I gave yeah. you. Doc, if you, if you can make an anti-toxic one, I'll wear that. <laughs> it doesn't. Just get like a big red X over it. You that's know? good too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the podcast, LootPots.com's weekly Nintendo podcast where we get together and talk about all things Nintendo. Uh, so if this is your first time joining us, thank you. Um, you guys can show your support for the show by giving us a like on your audio platform of choice, subscribing to the RSS so you get our episodes when they go live every Monday, uh, 9 a.m. London time. That's a bunch of other times all over the world. I can't say them all. So... Uh, Figure out when it goes live for you and make sure you're there to get it. Um, but with the RS, you don't even have to. It'll just be right in your podcast thing. It'll be right there for you, waiting for your your uh, your morning commute. Can we please put cricket Damn. sounds in on that um, <laughs> when we edit it? DJ, throw that in. I, 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 can, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and if there's somewhere where you like to get your podcast that we're not, let us know and we'll make sure we get there. Uh, if you want to connect with us all around the web, you can head over to lootpots.com where you can find our news and reviews. Uh, we're actually right now we have our review of Animal Crossing by our own Chewy, the number one Animal Crossing expert on the internet uh, of the Haken podcast of Chewy Plays Nintendo on YouTube. Uh, so if you want to go check out his review and his thoughts on Animal Crossing formally, um, you can go check that out. We'd really appreciate your support. Uh, if you want to get some more content from us, you can, of course, head over to our YouTube channel or visit us at twitch.tv slash where we are regularly streaming. Uh, we have been streaming Animal Crossing probably about two to three times a week since it came out. And uh, just this past week, we had uh, our own Max do a, a stream of Super Metroid, one of his favorite games of all time. Uh, so you can go check out the archive of any of those and uh, come join us on our next stream. We're often streaming on Thursday nights. That seems to be the most consistent time. Um, but you can also head over to our Twitter, at LootPots, and uh, see, you know, turn on notifications. You'll know when we go live. We don't tweet that often, so it won't be annoying. And uh, Or jump over to our Discord, which is another place where we're always letting you guys know before we go live on Twitch. Um, and it's also a place where you can get your thoughts read on the air in our weekly uh, mail pot segment, um, just like a bunch of the folks on this episode did. You can also do that by writing to me at Pete at LootPots.com and uh, let us know what you're thinking or, you know, like what you're playing. Ask us questions. There's barely any news these days, so we're very much relying on the mail pot these days. So uh, if you've never done it before, um, please come right in. We'd love to hear from you. 
And then last but not least, if you want to go above and beyond to show your support, you can head over to patreon.com slash loopods, where if you support us at the $5 level, you'll get access to our Patreon-exclusive show, After Dark, where we talk about stuff that's not Nintendo. Uh, lately, we've been mostly just talking about kind of, you know, like how we're dealing with quarantine and staying sane and, uh, you know, just kind of what's been going on um, with us. So uh, if you want to get a little bit more of us, that's a great way to show your support, get a little extra content from us while we're, we're all in quarantine. And uh, we'd really appreciate it. Really helps us uh, keep the mics on here. So uh, that's enough shilling for now. Let's hop over <laughs> into what we've been playing this week. Uh, DJ, what have you been doing? Yeah, so uh, it seems so boring because all I'm saying is Animal Crossing. Um, but I did, uh, <laughs> like everybody else, you know. But last week I mentioned I started Resident Evil 4, and we had a little bit of a yeah. discussion about, uh, you know, what is the next Resident Evil game that should be remade. And uh, yeah, and I like low key mm, called that they were going to make an mm, RE4 remake. And, uh, was it the then, day after? Was, it might have been the Monday after we recorded. It was, it was like the day after, I swear. <laughs> yeah, like I'm pretty sure we recorded on Thursday and that announcement came out on a Friday or like a Saturday. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, what's up? What's up? <laughs> so so uh, I put that I, I down. I still agree with what Sobe said on Twitter that it should be Code <laughs> Veronica. You know, I'm just, that's all I'm saying. Listen, I'm not saying that it should be RE4 unless they want to make money and then it oh, should definitely okay. be yeah, RE4. Yeah. yeah, right. Whatever, you can make Code Veronica later. It's fine. As Go as back. As they Who make cares? it, I don't mind. <laughs> You know, but, but I'm just saying, man. I did um, find in my collection. Steve mentioned like a Wii Resident Evil game where it's like uh, kind of like Resident Evil Four. I think it's a prequel, and you use the Wii remote it's, as Leon. Isn't it RE One remake? Well, no, according that, to that this was on one, the GameCube is RE One remake. Okay, this one is a prequel to Resident Evil Four, um, or something like that. And I might pop that in because I don't know, like using a Wii remote. It, it sounds fun. Like, it sounds stupid, but I, I don't know. Listen, DJ, if you're going to play that game, you better stream it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, we'll that see. stupid Wiimote game. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. So, Steve, you've also been playing Animal Crossing. It's fine. We'll talk about that when we get to my section. Mm -hmm. And I say I've also been playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> but what I'm actually interested in talking about is that you started playing Outer Worlds. I did, yes. And what's up with that? I mean, I'm into it. It's a good game uh, so far. I had some serious, serious frame rate issues. I posted a video on Twitter of, of what I, what was happening, and I have no idea what was going on. Um, but after I hard mm. reset my Xbox, it seemed to sort itself out. But that opening cutscene, I couldn't even watch it. It was so laggy. It wow, really? Oh yeah, really, I saw, really I saw that. It was that was like the opening intro scene, yeah, right? The opening intro. It was just so choppy, so laggy. I was like, this cannot be right. It just it was. Yeah. I was like, this is. This is a first-party studio game on an Xbox. Yeah. It absolutely should not be running like this. Um, but when it when we got into uh, when we got into it finally, it seemed to be um, seemed to be running fine. Once I reset I the what Xbox, the was I have there. no idea. I don't know if it was a problem with like the hard drive being overworked or something. I have no idea. I have had that kind of thing happen with my PlayStation, where like it just kind of like. I don't know, like, maybe because it's been on for too long mm. or something, or, like, it got hot, but, like, I've had it kind of, like, get, you know, seized up like that, and it'll, like, crash a game and just turn itself off kind of thing. Yeah, so I, I... Or, like, it feels framey and you do it yourself like you did. 
<laughs> it was set here. It was really bad. But now I'm into it. I'm I'm enjoying it. I haven't got much further than um, I think we spoke about on After Dark when we recorded it earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you still on the first? Still on the f- still on the first planet. I'm think I've decided really? that uh, I haven't I haven't played it since I spoke to you last. But um, I'm okay. I think I've decided I'm not gonna side with the cannery people. Planet, whatever it is. Planet's choice, player's what? choice. Or, oh, uh, Spacer's choice. Spacer's choice. I'm not going to side with them. I'm going to side with the kind of rebels who are like, Hell decided to, yeah, baby. to go out Fuck on their the own. establishment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm glad I didn't wait for this to come to Switch, just because I can't see this running particularly well. I kind of see where Pixel was coming from when he was yeah. saying like how colorful it is in places. and I, I, just, I don't know. I'll wait and see. I... I think I'll be happy to play it on Switch because it won't be my first playthrough. Yeah. But I, I, I do wonder how it's going to look. I'm going to wait for it on Switch, and that's how I'm going to play it, actually. Oh, I don't own an Xbox, so. I'm, it's on PlayStation as well. I don't own a PlayStation I was just... either. <laughs> you don't own a PS4? Wow. I, you did. I did, and then I sold it because I played an hour of The Witcher 3, and then I was like, this is not good. Uh, sorry, Pixel. Um, and then, but like, but other games. But like, <laughs> it was it was a Rocket League machine for me for like a year, and then I sold. Oh, it. Oh, and then that came out on Switch. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. It's not good on Switch, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, I had no idea. I I would have thought you would have at least had one other console. Do you have a PC for other like other games, or are you pretty much just only playing Nintendo? You're about to. I'm building a PC. Yeah, my case. Yeah. My processor, my graphics card, and my motherboard came today, and I hope it goes better than Pete's PC. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. For your sake. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> no more bad RAM, please. Good God, I can't believe how fucking long I was troubleshooting that then thing for it to have just been shit RAM. <laughs> I, I that was like the last thing on my list. Was like it's like literally the least likely part to be bad. Too. It's a freaking <laughs> stick of freaking RAM. I mean, like, what so could go wrong? Dude. <laughs> so ridiculous. Whatever. But anyway. But yeah, I am excited for for you to get more into this game, Steve, and I'm excited for you to play it when it inevitably comes to Switch, Deej. Me too. It's a good game. I really enjoy it. I, I hear It really does feel like a Fallout game. Like it absolutely feels like that. It I'm, really feels like New Vegas. I'm not a massive fan of the slowdown system. I prefer Bethesda's take I, I on it. I literally didn't use it the like, entire game. I, I like prefer, I did the tutorial and was like, nope. Yeah. So is this I just on don't game see pass? the point of it. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Because I I'm getting three months of Game Pass for getting like a processor or on whatever. PC. There you, there you go. go. On download PC, it. so I I can actually play it then, right? Yeah. On on a you good should, PC. Dog. There we go. Boom. Yeah. Done deal. You should. See, that so now sense. you're not going to be waiting yeah. for it on Switch. That's the yeah, problem. Maybe not. Game Pass hooked me in. It was like I've already, I'm already paying for Game Pass. It's there. Why am I waiting? for And it's going to be a better experience. Yeah. Why wait yeah, to pay better. sixty dollars yeah. for it to be like, you Some know, part. like granted, I would, I'd like to have a portable version of it if it's good, but like, I'm not leaving the house. Where am I taking it? This portable. Ex- exactly <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So right now, it's it's totally not. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me. If especially if you have an Xbox mm-hmm. and you can play it for free. Come on quote-unquote free but like, <laughs> basically in comparison that's a sunk cost it's sunk cost you know like you're not thinking about that money anymore <laughs> so uh yeah everyone should check out outer world so it was definitely like it would have been one of my game of the year contenders of last year if i had played it at launch oh really okay yeah I, de- I definitely i really enjoyed it i think it's very good i still need to play um, out wilds as well 
That's like I do too. Soaked up all the awards, and I need to get into that. Yeah, Outer Worlds is like one of those games where, like, I you know, I think most of the reviews that I saw around it when it was coming out were like in the eight to nine range. Yeah, but that's about um, where Fallout always lands. And to me personally, I think like it's far more of a of an eight, like eight five than it is a nine. But I was so charmed by it and its characters and like the the world is fresh and feels different yeah. and unique and like those are all things that like really endeared it to me and like I think there are a lot of things I would like to see improve and change and get deeper with for with that Microsoft money I think they'll be able to do that yeah that's exactly where I'm at with it where it's like for me like I I feel like I didn't pay sixty dollars for it either like I got it on sale for like I want to say like twenty bucks or something like that so like I I had such a good time with it for what my expectations were going in and yeah so i i I think it's a a tier game um even though it's you know got a lot of problems for what i'm calling an a tier game (laughs) uh but then you also played board game arena yeah so i've uh, there's this website called board game arena if uh, any of you are interested or any of the listeners are interested and me and my dad just went on it. I, f- I found out about it, I think it was through a Polygon article. It was like how to play games, board games with your friends when you're stuck in several different homes. Yeah. And so we played a couple of games of uh, Saboteur, which is this game that we like, where you're meant to kind of dungeon crawl through like uh, a cave and find gold. But there's like saboteurs that are trying to get the gold for themselves, so they're not working with you, and they can like break your tools and do all sorts of stuff. So you get assigned a role at the beginning of the game, and you're either a saboteur or you're working with that other people. But you have to kind of try and hide that you're the saboteur for as long as possible, because if they figure out you're the saboteur, you're basically done for. And um, hmm. I managed to I managed to wipe the floor with everyone in that that game. But there's Carcassonne <laughs> on there, which there's a there's a switch version of Carcassonne that i reviewed for loopbox.com but it's dreadful it doesn't have online multiplayer doesn't have any of uh, like there's a lot of problems with that game um but you can play it online on uh, board game arena for free if you just log on it's it's amazing nice that's fun yeah i've just been hankering after playing board games and this seemed to be the kind of <laughs> the best way to be able to play with my family without breaking any laws <laughs> yeah i'm looking at what they have on here some pretty good stuff yes I'm to check this out yeah most of them are um uh most of them are premium but if you if you're willing to wait for someone to play who has a premium account basically you can play for free you just have to go in the queue and only one person has to have the premium account so you can you can essentially just play for free for forever if you pay for nice. premium you get like um voice chat so you can talk with other people that are playing as well which is quite nice Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's like a real, like, in-home experience Yeah, without actually, you know. That's cool. Yeah. So, as for me, um, I have also been playing Animal Crossing, which we'll talk about in a minute, but uh, I have also put a little bit of time into Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Which is a game I know that neither of you are playing. (laughs) No. And never will. And neither of you have any interest in. No. I tried Final Fantasy IX, but... You know. I mean, this is a lot, yeah. just a lot different than that. I like Final Fantasy IX, but you know, this is so much different. <laughs> you played them once, you played uh, them all. I'm just kidding. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, God, I don't know that there's a series where that could be less true than Final Fantasy. I know, seriously. They're so different. <laughs> uh, I, I'm really enjoying it. As somebody who has no nostalgia for Final Fantasy VII, uh, I've never played the original. Um, I've 
seen it played a bit by like friends and roommates here and there, but um, it's not a game that I've ever spent any significant time with, or I don't even think I've ever really touched it, you know? So, like, um, aside from having, like, the context of what it is in the broader gamer culture, like, I really went in pretty blind, and I've really been enjoying it. Um, it's got a lot of the innovation that I think I wanted to see a bit more of in Kingdom Hearts 3, um, which is a game from a lot of the same creative minds that really disappointed me. And this game um, is, like, hitting a lot of the right notes for me. And it's got kind of the same progression as, like, a... Uh, I think I made this comparison on the After Dark that we recorded. It's, like, kind of like a Naughty Dog-esque, you know, where... And I, it's weird to say, because they didn't necessarily invent it, but they're the only ones really still doing it. But uh, Or, like, RE2, right? Where it's, like, this is a linear story-based experience. And it's not about exploration. It's about combat character development and, and I mean like from an RPG standpoint and the narrative um, and I think for me it's, it's really a breath of fresh air because you don't get games like that very much anymore and I miss them a lot Yeah. so apparently they mixed in some like uh, action real time action combat with it mm-hmm. I don't know if that was there in the original no so uh, up until Final Fantasy 10 mm. every game was just turn-based yeah, like turn-based thing yeah yeah and like they had like different like you know um like each one had little different gimmicks and stuff right. like that um but yeah the original final fantasy 7 was just straight turn-based rpg and this is like a hybrid kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like i don't know if either if either of you have ever touched dragon age origins no. but it's kind of like that where you essentially when you're just like you know, moving your character around and and positioning for attacks and stuff and even doing your basic attacks, it advances in the same kind of way as an action game, you know, Mm -hmm. where, like, you know, um, you're you're fighting in real time. But when you want to use abilities, if you uh, press on the D-pad, you'll, like, slow down time to, like, a, a crawl where, like, things are still moving, but it's so slow that, like, you're not taking damage or anything and you have plenty of time to, like, think about your positioning. Mm. and you can go into your menu and like choose abilities to use or cast spells or use items or whatever and you can hot swap between your characters and you can if you do it in that slowed down mode you're just issuing commands basically so i don't have to switch characters but i can have them use an ability or like use a spell that i need or cure me or whatever mm-hmm. um or in real time you can switch between them and each of them has their own fighting style and move set and like flow of battle so like you know, it's it's a really, really great combination of those two things that I really like because I love action RPGs. You know, I do like too. Games like Dragon Age or Kingdom Hearts yeah. or or this. You know, and if you're into that kind of game, man, you definitely would would dig this. I think because um, it's it's hitting all the right notes for me for sure. Cool. I think um, the 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 music and the art direction too are really good. Um, like the soundtrack is fucking phenomenal and like final fantasy always has good soundtracks but this is like chef's kiss good <laughs> shit man um 
and I, I really like the look of the world and, and the characters and their outfits and everything like that. Uh, there's been a lot of people kind of making fun of, <laughs> Ram included, making fun of uh, how some of the background textures are, like, low res because, like, the main character models are, like, so fucking high quality. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, a lot of the background stuff is kind of, like, whatever because they're really just focusing on the stuff that you're supposed to be focusing on, um, which gives people a lot of room to ding it. But, you know, I think if that's, like, the worst thing that I can say about it, it's not that bad. All right, so let's talk about the elephant in the room. We've all been playing Animal Crossing this week. <laughs> yeah. How are we doing? Where are we at? What, are, where, what have we been up to? I sold my turnips too soon again. I keep doing oh, it. Oh, dude. I I made that mistake last week, and I was kicking myself. Yeah. I sold them for, like, a very modest profit, Me like too. somewhere in the 200s. Yeah. And then I had three different people reach out to me whether they were like friends or people from our Discord or whatever, who were like, I have them at five hundred or six hundred. I know, plus. yeah, Come I've had it right three now. times. Yeah, Dude. don't don't with with the amount of community engagement we have, I find no reason to settle for anything less than maybe three fifty. Yeah, sub sub three fifty is something I'm never going to do again unless it's like Friday. I sold I sold at yeah. one ninety. Oh, that sucks. <sighs> I know. I Dan Dan had him today this morning at like four or something. Yeah. And then my friend messaged me saying that saying that they had it for like six ninety three or something yeah. stupid. And I was like, yeah. I sold them. I sold them. <laughs> I went and sold mine. Yeah. I went and sold mine at Dan's because I was like, I could wait and try to get like a six hundred, but nah. this is like a clean. This is a clean out, and I don't know how much I'm gonna get to play in the next couple days because I'm gonna be like busy doing stuff around the house with my uh, time off. Mm. So. And probably playing Final Fantasy because I would love to have some time to like invest in that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I I sold it and made like a I don't know, like a three hundred thousand bell profit or something <laughs> like that. Like a it was it was solid. Um. But where I am so, though with the game is I'm glad that bunny's gone. Like yeah, seriously. thank God he's yeah, gone. You can dig with confidence and fish with confidence. I I can know that it's I'm so nice get a to fish. see. <laughs> It's so nice to see the holes and be like, oh my god, look at all these fossils. Yes! <laughs> oh, So, yeah, I'm glad he's gone. But I've reached now a point with the game, I think, where I'm just playing it a little bit each day and probably playing it how it's designed to be rather than grinding yeah. the hell out of it like yeah. I was. I've just got my basement. I'm probably never going to bother paying that off until I've just accrued it all because all you get after that is just unlimited renovations for free. And the, Which is like, who gives who a shit? It just, it just like, feels good, Steve. You're just like, I just paid off my house. I just no. paid off mine today. so I'm, I, need to buy, I... I need to buy a crown. I need to get some more slopes Yo. going around the place. I need Hit to up look, rich motherfuckers. <laughs> You rich motherfuckers need to give me some bells, help me pay off my basement. That's what you need to do. <laughs> it's like 2.5 million bells. It's nuts. I made like a 4 million, no, like a 3 million bell profit selling my turnips. Oh, okay. Uh, Rub it right in. Well, you know. I'm just I'm just saying, I, I could use a handout if you're giving it. You got to you know, buy hard. Maybe in the stream. You know what happens in the streams. Everybody okay. just comes to Pete's I'm, Island and just I'm, gives him bells. Dude, I, I it was insane. on the, the And I'm just running around the, and I'm like, hey, guys. How you guys doing? <laughs> oh, whatever. All right. Oh, I'll send you a crown that's worth a million bells. I had you to. Relax yeah, I had there. to bitch for ten minutes straight and be like, "Hey guys, you know I'm here too." <laughs> and you didn't have to. Oh, I, and Katie gave you four hundred k. You ended up making more than I did. Also, after after I had a pity party. All right. Well, whatever. Sorry, your pity party ended up making you is, fucking a billionaire. <laughs> is that why you're? Uh, is that why you're so stingy with your uh, tips to the tenant people? 
I saw you oh. left Dan like 10k. <laughs> I left Dan 10k because I needed it. Yeah. Stingy. I'll I'll get him back when I'm Stingy, done, dude. Hey, man. Yeah, mm -hmm. dog. Whatever. <laughs> what am I supposed to give him? 50k? Like it's like it's it's like half my profit. I thought you I thought all you Americans tipped 10%. I thought that's how it went there. 20%. 20%. 20%. There you go. Mhm. Mm <laughs> Listen, dude. All right. Not everything deserves the same level of tip. That's all I'm going to oh, say. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect Dan to pay me if I had a good turn of price. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. Nah, he wouldn't leave you a nah. tip. You'd be like that motherfucker. He, I'd he'd probably go pay, that. He'd go <laughs> pay a bridge off it. apart from one bell again. <laughs> he did do that. That was, that was <laughs> so toxic. Look, man. All right, look. I... When I got money, I'll throw it around. But right now, I'm in debt. I'm trying to get my basement. All right, like, we'll grind out. Right. We we have timers. Do you have a timer? Oh, you ha you, actually, I haven't got a timer yet. Do you know what? Do oh you yeah, know I what have McCool one. has got. They've got the the thing that lets you make holes that people fall into. Pitfall. Oh, pitfall seed. Pitfall. Yeah, I I have I that. You don't have those yet either. Steve, you got to show up for the streams. I yeah, I man. gave those out like three weeks ago. I haven't even got fucking stars yet. No star fragments. None. <sighs> None. I haven't I gotten a have, meteor shower. I've only had like three or four that are mine, but again, that was a thing where like I needed a wand, and Olaf's like, "Oh, I've got like five hundred. Yeah. I'll make you one. What's up?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> see, part of me wants that. Part of me wants to acquire it myself. Like, my friend's been swearing by Nookazon. Have you heard of it? This Nookazon. Oh, website? I've heard of it. No. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. Go like, on. Steve. You go on it, and you can like buy stuff. It's like Amazon, but for Animal Crossing. Called IRL Nookazon. money, oh, though, cool. right? No, no, it's not real money. It's with oh, bells. So you go on oh. there and you you go to nookazon.com and you say, um, I want, like, an arcade machine or something. And someone uh, will have said, I'll sell you one for, like, 10,000 bells. Or you can put something that you're willing to sell on there for, like, 10,000 bells or whatever. I thought it was and real then money. you, like, message through Discord and you set, like, up a dodo code. It's, like, real shady and then they drop off the bells and you drop off the items. Oh, yeah. I could see there's going to be so many people that just get scammed by this somehow. Oh, absolutely. Especially when, like, you could just join a Discord and mm -hmm. just meet people who play and they'll m more than likely sell it to you at, like, nook price or they'll just give it to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why. Like, it, it, I mean, it, it it makes me so aggravated when people try and like, um, it's almost, what's that? What's that term for the like scalp, um, items yeah, like that, yeah. or turnip prices where it's like, oh, I'm gonna block you from entering my town unless you drop ninety nine thousand bells right at my feet, and I'll pick it up and then I'll let you in. You have ten minutes, or I'm kicking you out. Like to me, yeah. it's just like, come on. It's like that's not what this game's for, man. Oh, so tempted so to be chill. I'm so tempted to drop uh, a Nook Miles ticket for 10 Cosmos, though. I really need some Cosmos so I can make that flower thing. Well, if you're cool with it, you cart. know? Yeah, like, if you're cool with the exchange, like, that's fine. But the people who, like, might not know any better and think this is the only way I can get this. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just funny because, like, I don't know, like I, I was I, met, I was starting to say this before and I think we got sidetracked but uh, like a few streams ago like the last time I was paying off whatever the other the previous expansion was I guess the Side upstairs room. oh the attic yeah 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 the attic no um, you must have, you must have got the you must have been like you're paying off the attic now to get the basement right so you must have so, been paying right. off so the side it must room. have been it, yeah it must have been the side room I guess uh, and I literally had gotten that upgrade that day. Mm -hmm. and hadn't put any money towards it and by the end of the stream 
Olaf and Katie had just given me <laughs> all of the money that I needed, mm-hmm. basically. Um, or at least most of it. Yeah. Uh, which was awesome. Just absolutely awesome. And then when Katie came through and was just like, oh, I'll make you all of the cherry blossom stuff because I was complaining about how I hadn't gotten any of the <laughs> the fucking recipes. I ended up with two by the end of that whole season. Oh, and I, ha- I was yeah. getting duplicates of Bunny every day. I got almost no cherry blossom stuff. And now I've got like all the stuff I wanted. Oh, of course. So, you know, well, sorry. I, you know, if you show up for the streams, people will give you Stop stuff doing them at midnight. What do you want me to do? I have a job, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you work from home. Just sleep. Take a nap Everyone like you did last time. Hurry up and do the stream and then wake up at like 12 and do your job. <laughs> so have you, have you guys like, I know DJ, you said you weren't really going to do any of the terraforming, but uh, Steve, have you made any like major adjustments to your town? No, not since you guys saw it on the stream. So I've got that little park area. I've gone around and I've added loads more paths all over the place. And I think I've added like one yeah. more slope. I think I might like terraform some stuff so I can make the slopes a little less obtrusive. Like they stick out really far, don't they? The slopes by like in but naturally, like when you first get them. Yeah. Um. So I might terraform around them so they kind of slot in a little bit better in some of the places. But other than that, I don't think I'm gonna bother all that much um i would like to move my museum and put it like at the top of some stairs so it kind of looks like you're going up a load of stairs like an old museum which you yeah you, you would usually it's like what see. dan's got going on in his uh his town mm-hmm. that looks like the um like the one in philadelphia yeah i think most of them kind of look like that the natural history museum in london looks like that which is really really cool yeah. and i might um i'm collecting like um the t- all of the T-Rex fossils again so I can I've have I've been doing them. that too, yeah. Just, like, just have it myself, like either in my house or outside. It's kind of like a, a showpiece. Um, I've got a, a, a full mammoth and I'm working on a brachiosaur mm-hmm. and then I want to get a triceratops and a T-Rex and I was going to put them outside of the museum. Yeah, I think that would look really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I have a... Um, I would always have like my own aquarium in a room in my house. So I, this time I would catch, you know, all, all my fish, the first one goes to blathers, all my doubles, I have like a little area outside that I have roped off with the rope fence and they're all just displayed along the wall. So it's like, but it's outside. So it looks pretty cool. Dude, we got to go to Louisville on the street. You got to go to Louisville. I have been to your place. Come through. Come through, man. What's up? <laughs> my, ga- my gate's always open, man. Come through. Come chill. Come chill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I, well, that's enough for Animal Crossing for now. I'm sure we'll talk about it again every week for the next several weeks. So let's, let's hop into the news. Uh, we've got a follow-up from last week's Splatoon story, um, which is that the patch has actually happened. So what an update. It's some weird stuff, too. <laughs> like, I was reading the notes. And, well, all right, maybe not weird, but it's like, oh, this gun is more likely to, like, fire at your feet now. Like, and paint the ink at your feet, if that makes which sense. Which is weird. Well, I don't think it's weird, but it's just like I don't know the it's way it was. Strange that they're so like so like fine adjustments so late yeah, after exactly. they ended yeah. uh, support for the game. Yeah. Well, I wonder if this is the last one because yeah. it's it's like all just changes to weapons and stuff, mm-hmm. and it know, there's could like a few other like be. yeah. There's like random like track unlocks and stuff like that, and so I wonder if this is like kind of like the last set of updates before they're gonna like be done but we'll see 
Uh, speaking of updates, Switch firmware 10.0.0 was released this week, and uh, it came with a number of new features. Um, probably, like, the biggest update to date, I think. Because a lot of times these feel like they're very underwhelming. And not to say that this was, like, revolutionary or anything, but it definitely made a, quite a few changes. Yeah, some folders still would have been nice, but... um. I think, Jesus Christ, give me folders. Yeah. I know. But the button remapping is the biggest thing they added to it. We've also got some like new Animal Crossing avatars and a oh, bunch the flick of small avatar. minor changes. That's the most important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it also seems from a couple of posts that people have uh, put on Reddit that it also activated the USB 3 port, finally, so that you oh, can have cool. gigabit no Ethernet way. that goes in. Yeah, so if you've got a gigabit Ethernet adapter, give it a try. You may get better speeds now on um, firmware 10.0. Awesome. Did not know that. Um, we also there's the ability to like bookmark articles on the uh, the eShop and um, there's a new uh, you can like move data between systems and NSD and stuff mm-hmm. which is another big change. Um, obviously that doesn't necessarily solve all the problems for certain games like Animal Crossing, but uh, nice that we we have that ability now. It's a little bit easier. Like we said, the button remapping is a big deal, um, and it's cool because you can like set up to five like profiles and stuff so if you want to like have with this game i want to use it like this and this game i want to you can like kind of preset them and hot swap and that's a very very nice like quality of life feature for sure and i believe it's per controller as well so if you wanted to have like the joy cons be normal and then on the pro controller you want a different variant you can you can do it there as well um like if you're one of those people who gets the a and b thing (laughs) like fucked up you can switch that you know like that's like a nice Nice little bit. It's also, like, I think um, a lot of people have been complaining that, oh, what, who cares about button remapping? But it is huge for... A lot of people. It's huge for accessibility reasons as well. I mean, a lot of disabled players can now play. Um, I know some of the able gamers folks were, were tweeting about how this actually now makes the Switch a viable option for them, whereas before they were basically unable to play it because a lot of the games were just... It was inaccessible to them. They weren't able to hit... Mm-hmm. The buttons, or they couldn't use their kind of custom control setups that they would have used on other consoles. Right. And it's like, uh, I, I saw, I forget who it was, but I saw a game dev tweet out there like, oh, here's my mapping for playing Animal Crossing one-handed. Um, so it's it's cool that, like, yeah, people have that option now, and especially a game like Animal Crossing, which I feel like is definitely really accessible because, you know, like, it's not excluding for like fishing and and uh catching bugs there's not a lot of stuff that's like action based you know so like if you're somebody who has like some degree of limited uh mobility or like usage of your your appendages like it seems like a perfect game so it's great that that nintendo made that that ability um and then there is like a new section for play activity which is cool those are things that were like they existed before but now they're got their own little condensed section so it's i i, I like that they're like making small changes like that too just to kind of like make things make more sense and it's like easy to find what you're looking for because there's nothing more annoying than when you're just like cascading through menus and i feel like particularly uh sony is like real guilty of that that's something that's always sucked about like modern playstation consoles is like how disorganized the menus are the worst Um, was that stupid xmb on the ps3 and the ps4 uh, PSP. I hated that UI so It was much. so bad. And yeah. every icon yeah. looked exactly the same. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. the tiny little white icon in the middle of the screen, and then you'd have to go up and down. And I, I feel like the main XMB for the PS4 is good, but like when you get into like the settings menus and stuff, and you're trying to like 
it it gets like very like what the fuck am I looking for? Like, is this system? Is this storage? Is this this? You know, whatever. Um, so it's it's nice that that I think that they're like kind of just simplifying things, you know, more and more. Um, and then there's like some increased stability, which is always great, obviously. Even though I think you know, in general, the Switch firmware is pretty solid. I've never actually had a system crash, I don't think. I've had game crashes, but I don't think the system's ever rebooted on me. No, me neither. And even game crashes, it's been pretty few and far between, and it's mostly been games that I was reviewing that didn't have, like, full stability patches and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, So moving right along, Crisis Remastered is announced for Nintendo Switch and other platforms, and I thought this was interesting. I don't have, like, any... uh, affinity for crisis but um uh, a very close friend of mine uh did so like i have familiarity with it yeah but i feel like my touchstone for it was always that it was for years and years it was like the game that people use as a benchmark for <laughs> yeah. if their pc was good it's like oh my pc can play crisis oh, in, in ultra settings high ultra and it's like oh okay whatever the pc community is ruthless but now now the Absolutely benchmark ruthless. is fortnite <laughs> that's the benchmark dude you're about to get roasted no, for that. no i'm serious okay so go, if you go online and you go to like any pre-built pc manufacturer it'll be like or like an ebay listing for a pc it'll be like oh pc 16 gigs of ram fortnite 200 fps like that's i'm serious. oh but that's like i'm not talking about this like this was the thing that like pc gamers would hang their hat on not mm-hmm. like marketing mm-hmm. you know like it was like i remember my PC master race friends being like, <laughs> I was built to bring that complete crisis. crisis. Like, oh, yeah, you're not going to so hear any, like... So much better than the Xbox 360. Yeah. It's like, okay. You won't hear any, like, PC <laughs> enthusiasts use Fortnite as a benchmark. It's oh. strictly <laughs> marketing. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of funny to think about this thing that used to be, like, it was, like, this benchmark yeah. power, and it's like, oh, now it's going to be on Switch. A little portable console, 720p. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder what the remaster is going to look like. Like, what is it going to look like on like PC, PS4, Xbox? Is it going to be like a, you know, like a like a wow factor like that again, or is it just an old game that's going to look a little bit fresher? I think it'll probably look pretty good, to be honest. Uh, it looks. I mean, it, I, you have no idea if that's a render or anything in the the tease, but it looked uh, it looked decent in that. It, it does look good. Hmm. Uh, I mean, this also gives not me much. this gives me hope that Far Cry may someday come to Switch as well. Dude, I would lose my goddamn mind if they brought Far Cry Three <laughs> to know. Switch. That's a different engine, but yeah, the original Far Cry. No, I don't care about that. No, I, care about <laughs> I just want Far just Cry. Just do 3. it. That's what I want. That's the one that I like. I like, I num- I like number four. Four is really good too. Yeah. I like four. I just I didn't think four was as good as three. Like from a story perspective but on a systems perspective i think it's better mm-hmm. um but yeah man far cry 3 what a game <laughs> what a game i'll never forget like when i was in college um it was when it came out and my roommate and i were playing it together or not together we were playing it at the same time is what i should say and uh there was one night where i was like in my bedroom like working on a paper or something and I just heard the there's a level where like you have to burn down a a, a pot farm with a flamethrower, and they play uh, that song by Skrillex and Damian Marley. I think it's called "Make It Burn Down Down" or something like that. 
And I just remember, like, it was looping for a really long time. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, how long is this level? And I go out and he had passed out on the couch with a controller on his face. And it's just this fucking song blasting. <laughs> and he's just asked the fuck That's out. It's a cool memory. It's hilarious. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's like the first thing I think about when I think of Far Cry 3. <laughs> All right, so moving right along, we have an update on the uh, Cooking Mama drama Ooh, around nice. Cooking Mama Cookstar. Uh, we, b- like, very briefly got into this last week uh, because DJ wouldn't let me push it to next week. We should have kept and it here for, we this, are. for this show. <laughs> this is, this is some juicy Pete. stuff. Hashtag Pete was right. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, and I have still not done my due diligence and caught up on this story, mm-hmm. so I'm going to kick it to one of you guys to explain what's going on. Yeah, Steve, <laughs> you probably know more specifics, but in, <laughs> it, it, it just seems like the publisher and the developer got into some creative odds, and the publisher decided to publish the game without, um, apparently, without what, you know, agreement from the developer. <laughs> Not quite. So, um, a company called Office Create owns mm. Cooking Mama and the IP for Cooking Mama. They licensed it out to another company called Planet Entertainment to develop and um, publish a, a game. Um, according to Office Create, Planet Entertainment unauthorized uh released the game without authorization from them. They never approved and signed off on the game. They didn't think it was. Um, a good enough quality and they're considering legal action um, because they own the IP. But Planet Entertainment came back and said that um, basically the rights holder approved the game design in 2019 and were happy with the first playable demo that they sent over and that the uh, exact game on Switch also includes the additional content suggestions that Office Create gave them um, which add gameplay value and then apparently some creative differences um, occurred near completion, which were outside of the scope of the original agreement. Um, and they feel that they can still publish it as as they want, and that it, there's no active litigation or ruling that prevents them from publishing the game. Office Create um, obviously disagree with that. Um, <laughs> And so it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I have no idea if they can rele- legally release the game or if they're going to continue to release this game. I mean, as we said on last week's episode, the game ain't good anyway. So mm-hmm. even... <laughs> well, it's even still not on the eShop, right? And it's it's been yanked off of store shelves as far as I've seen. So It's so crazy that it came to this. That yeah. it is printed, it is out, it is reviewed. Mm-hmm. And like that this is still going on like what the fuck how did this happen yeah well still some sites i the last time i checked the actual cooking mama cookstar website you can actually buy it from there so i'm not sure how long that's gonna last <laughs> but you can get it from amazon you can get it from play asia you can still get it but if you walk into a target or a best buy or like a game in the uk maybe um i don't know if you're gonna be able to find it we can't like, walk into any any of this. Well, yeah, places, nobody so. can do anything right now, yeah. but, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> even wilder, though, is that apparently um, Office Create had not given them license to make a PS4 version of the game, which, <laughs> oh, which, which Planet Entertainment went ahead and did anyway, apparently. <laughs> um, 
and they had no idea that it had been created. It's meant to be released at the end of this month, or we have no idea if it's gonna be released mm. or if it even exists. Like, should I should I buy like fucking fifty copies of this? I kind of think it's it? gonna be a really rare game. It has all of the the ingredients for a rare game. Um, I'm I'm curious. I, I feel like a few things could happen. Like one, we just you know what's out is out, and once it's gone, it's gone. You know, perhaps the IP holder can uh, get another developer or publisher, and then the game you see after that, Cookstar, might not be called Cookstar. It might be something completely different. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. But I own it, so I'm happy with owning a I shit can, game. <laughs> I can buy it in a bundle on eBay with a Nintendo Switch for 650 quid. That seems like a real bargain. That's a steal. Jump on it. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad, not bad. Uh, What's don't, the rarest don't game in game. your collection? Hmm? What's the rarest game in your collection? See, I don't really have, like, rare games. You know what I mean? Like, I go for, like, The Conqueror's Bad for a Day, which is an expensive game, but I wouldn't call it rare. You know, that's like mm-hmm. a $70, $80 game. Um, or like a you Mario should, RPG. You should try finding that in the UK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for whatever reason, the North American versions of games, you know, you can get the Japanese versions of like N64 games, and and they're like really really cheap. But North well, American I think versions are in uh, in the US. Conkers wasn't a Nintendo game, was it? It was THQ, right? Right. It were it was a uh, Conker was rare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but in the rare developed it. Yeah, in rare the developed UK, it published. It, I, I think in the UK it wasn't published by Nintendo or. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, one, one way or another, in one country, either America or in the UK, THQ published it, yeah. and it was the opposite. So I think we may have had THQ publish it, and I don't think they printed many copies. Yeah, that's interesting. Usually it's like the North American versions are like more expensive. But, um, you know, it depends. <laughs> what a story, man. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> and and it's, that, like, it's not even a good game. Like, that's what's yeah. funny. Is like, it's not even a good game. It's like, it doesn't even matter, though. You no, because like the sto- like the story has nothing to do with the quality of the game, right. I mean, it's just so going to be a history piece. Whether you can just walk in and find it, you know, and they it just gets published as normal or whatever, you know, it's it's still going to have that like cryptocurrency thing first, and then now there is like this huge disagreement between the publisher and the IP holder, the developer and the IP holder, and it's just wild, man. Mm-hmm. It's wild, yeah, for sure. <sighs> yeah, so I. I have to imagine we'll have more on this at some point. I don't know if it'll be next week, but imagine that we'll talk more about this one in the future. All right, so let's hop into the mail pot and uh, wrap up on this one. Um, usually I, I've been like peppering questions in throughout the show. Totally forgot to do that this time, so there's some backtracking here. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll kick it off with... Uh, Asobi's questions over who emailed me at Pete at Lupots.com just like you can and wrote in, wrote in and said hey there Pete, Steve, and DJ the content Lewis, here are my questions for this week with the release of Final Fantasy 7 Remake and it's critical acclaim there's going to be another discussion about whether remakes should be allowed to win the game of the year awards at the end of this year what's your take on this? Is it fair to compare remakes with other games or should they have their own category or mention at an award show? That's a really good question it is. It's one that I've never I haven't thought of quite, it. It's one that I've never quite understood the controversy around. Um, but it's one that a lot of people definitely have hot takes about. <laughs> so, 
My thing is, I think when you're talking about a game like Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's literally unquestionable that it that it should be up for an award. Or like Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yeah. Because those games are definitively not the same game. Right. Like, they are they have from enough the changes, ground up right? recreations. Yeah. And in Final Fantasy's case, it's not even... Like, they took what was one game and are breaking it up into a, a trilogy or a series or whatever um, and have added new gameplay mechanics. They've added story beats and dialogue and everything, all this stuff to flesh it out that wasn't in the original. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no other way to characterize that than new content, you know? I'd say that that's this is, like, far more akin to, um, like, a movie reboot than it is just, like... Uh, uh, up res. Yeah, well, a lot of people say, you know, what's what? where's the line between remake and remaster? And I think that's basically what you're saying is... It's there. The, the it. remake is the ground up, new content, you know, the, the combat system's a little bit different. But I can see with, you know, so many games being remastered, so many games being remade, um, that I wouldn't put those two in the same category, in, like in one category for an award show in particular. But... There's so many games being remade and remastered that you know it, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a you know best remake or a best remaster, but the community would have to come yeah. together and solidify what determines a remake and what determines a remaster. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like if it's a remaster and what you're talking about it doesn't amount to more than this game has better. You it's know, just upscaled graphics. or whatever, you know? Better yeah, textures. it's just upscaled. Yeah. Like, that's not anything, right. right? Like, that's like... Like, I look at, like, the Bioshock collection, mm-hmm. right? Or, like, there's nothing that's different about that game yeah. at all. Whereas, like, something like these two games or, like, the Shadow of the Colossus remake that Bluepoint did where there was, like, new Colossi that had been added and stuff like that. Like, those are things that I feel like represent a significant... Uh, addition to me that Shadow of the Colossus one is a remaster it's not a remake you think that's more of a remaster I, well I know it uses the old code fair enough okay so maybe that's the line yeah like where where's the line I think somebody would have to determine where that line is and, and perhaps a game dev or a programmer like yourself Steve you can make that line you know yeah. <laughs> but but I, I think it's clear that something like Final Fantasy or Resident Evil 2 or 3 remake is not yeah absolutely the same thing. and it represents what it, it would a new game you know? so would you say uh it's fair to put that game up against new ip for example or yes yeah yeah i absolutely. i don't know a gen- I don't, genuine question i genuinely don't think it's any different than saying like than being like oh can you count legend of zelda breath of the wild because it's from the zelda franchise so you can't judge that fairly it's like final fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy VII Remake are not the same game at all, other than the fact that they have the same characters mm-hmm. and some of the same locations. Yeah. But you can literally say that about every Zelda game and every Mario game ever made. Yeah. So, like, how, how is that different? Mm-hmm. It's not. You know? Or, or, like, when they made the DS version of, like, Super Mario 64, like, that's a different game, right? Like, yeah, but that's the same Yoshi. game. Yoshi, baby. But it's not a remaster. At all, it was a brand new game, and they added four characters or three characters. See, to know, me, like, that's a that's more of a port. 
It's like we're it's taking. It is a port. It's not. It, no, it's not. It is a port. It's a port, but we added some new content. Like they ported Skyrim to Switch, and they added some fucking Zelda costumes. Just because they've added new content to it doesn't make it a brand new. No, game. because it's it's not it's not the same though. That's like I think that's a totally disingenuous comparison because that game has a different progression. Instead of starting as Mario, you start as Yoshi in that game. What are you on about? You have to play Mario sixty four for the DS. No way, you don't start as Yoshi in that. Don't you? No. Mario 64. On the Peach DS. Castle. Yeah, dude, are you listening to me? The one on the DS is not the same game. It fucking is. That's where I played it. I'm, I think I you swear to God. It, you don't start as Yoshi, right? You might. You might you but might but I think Mario, Yoshi's but... playable and... Uh, he is. Yoshi, Luigi, Wario, and Luigi yeah, are all yeah. playable. Yeah, yeah. They, they added those characters, but you yeah. like... Oh, 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 shut up. Look, look. The game begins with Mario receiving a letter from Princess Peach inviting him blah blah blah. Mario arrives at the castle along with Luigi and Mario. The trio disappear as they enter and Lakitu, the game's camera operator, informs Yoshi of the disappearance. Yoshi explores Peach's castle to find Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Peach. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> but they just changed that small aspect. It's still the same <laughs> that is game. not a small aspect. <laughs> that that is. is playing as a 100% different character no way. and having. Pre- no way. Yes, it is. That. But I would not call that a brand new game. Oh my god, are you kidding okay, me? Okay, so if they ported Final Fantasy VII exactly as it was, the same graphics, exact same game, and they added, I don't know, fucking Cloud 2 in, and like you, <laughs> you changed and you switched to some other person, and you start the game a little bit different, and then it branched off and it's basically the same game. You're saying that that would be a remake? Yeah. No, it is because no. It's, it, it is, because it's not a skin. Yoshi plays totally differently, and you start as him, and then unlock Mario, and there's like, the the, the entire progression of the game is different. Maybe. I, I, think, I think this is why this isn't, this is why it's not, probably not going to happen, is because it's just, uh, that being its own kind of, category in an award show because it's man. it's just I, like, so debated it's so hot it's a, it's a hot because it's like because like, who decide who decides okay, that so and then mario, it doesn't matter when mario 64 comes to switch later this year which it will because seemingly yeah. that's happening are we saying that that's another remake if that they could add be a some port. more characters or content and yet it's it still called mario 64 it's a port no, it, no, it's it, not. It could a, be. A, by definition, a port is taking the same version of the game and putting it on a different platform. Like that's probably what it's going to be. I, I, I feel like that's like totally a clear difference. Yeah, you know, because like uh, with Mario sixty four, if it's just like okay, it's the exact same game and it's in the new engine and everything like that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, it's still it's it's a. Uh, um, that would just be a remaster, but like, are the physics different? See, to me, it's like, if you popped the word deluxe on Super Mario 64 and popped it on the on the DS, that's more of what it is. It's not a brand new game. We took the base game and we added to it. It's like New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. We added some shit to it. But it's still basically New Super Mario Bros. U. It's not a new game. You're not going to put that in for Game of the Year awards as New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. No, exactly. It's the exact same situation. As which? As, as Super Mario 64 on the DS. I don't know that it is because, <laughs> well, uh, on the DS you're saying, all right, maybe. I think it clearly shows that there's discussion. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a hot topic. That's tough. But 
but I, I think, I think if you can make the argument that there is a significant change in the game, yes, then it qualifies as a different game that is that deserves to be uh, in contention for game of the year. And I think there's no debate in my mind about Resident Evil, the two Resident Evil games that we've seen in the last year, two years. Mm-hmm. No, last year, last year. Uh, and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Because, like, they are... Uh, they're, like, different genres. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's, like, not the same at all. I, I agree with you. They're totally different games. But the Mario yeah. situation... No, we got in the... We got in the weeds on, we, that's fine. But I, I personally don't think there should be a separate category. I think they should just go up as if it's up against every other game if it's a good game it's a good game and it should just compete against everything else you, we don't have like a category for movie rebo- reboots otherwise Spider-Man would win every single fucking time they reboot that franchise well please that's not the same thing either like come on that's again like that's where I think <laughs> what's that you guys need to make up we're not fighting we're just debating <laughs> no, but like it is the I... same as a movie reboot in my eyes that like when you remake the game you're taking like the original concept and you're right, but, building on it and changing it. Yeah, but like a, a film reboot is way more analogous to what we're talking about with Final Fantasy VII. That's what I'm saying. That's nothing. what I'm saying. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I I'm thought you were saying the opposite. No, I was no, like, no. what? We just agreed no, the opposite. I'm saying it's like that. And you, they don't have okay. a separate category on at the Oscars for movie reboots. Best movie reboot. And I don't think we should right. have one for best game remake because... One, I think it would encourage developers to just keep remaking games, and I don't want to just play the same games that forever and ever and ever. And I don't, I don't think I would have a problem with that though, because like there are a lot of remakes and like good. But how ones, many I remakes deserve... come out every year? Like we've had two this year, several. But what else is planned? I, I, well, that remains to be seen. But last year, like, I could only think... this year's unprecedented, right? But last like... year, I could only think of Resident Evil Two. So. <laughs> That's not I, that no that I see that I think we like we just said that wouldn't be in that category. Like I would say if you're talking about best remaster versus best, best remake, remaster I could go for. That's what I'm that's what I think DJ and I were saying is I think that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Like let's get the, is, let's get the BioShock a, collection in there fine that is a remaster. Yeah. Oh great, what a great remaster. Cool. Or like when they did the the Nathan Drake collection or like the Insanity uh trilogy in Insane trilogy or the Spiral collection, Reignited trilogy, like those are I think things where it would be like, "Oh, that's a remaster and I think that's deserving of praise if it's good." <laughs> cool. But it's not that's not a game of the year contender. Could be remaster of the year contender though. <laughs> okay. So, okay. But remakes. We're all in agreement. But remakes are going in to the like as new best games. action game or best survival yeah. horror game or game of the year or game of the year like Final Fantasy 7 is definitely going to get nods for game of the year and I think that's totally fine in the same way that Resident Evil deserved it last year alright cool great I'm glad we could all <laughs> up and agree oh, well great. now we're, I think we're right. going to have to rapid fire sift through these questions because we're almost an hour what? in how long did we just oh my god <laughs> we answered that for a really long time holy crap well that was a good question it was a good question yeah. <laughs> Uh, number two, now that Animal Crossing is out, what's the game you're most looking forward to that has been confirmed to release this year? I mean, I don't know that any of them are coming out, but if mm-hmm. they still do, I'd really like to play Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that too, actually. Uh, I was really looking forward to The Last of Us 2, but... Um... Oh, poor Steve. <laughs> uh... Wonderful 101 remastered might be cool. I hope that comes. 
I was really what looking was forward to Iron Man VR. Oh. Oh, Iron Man VR. I did not understand what you said. I thought you said Iron Man VR. I thought you said I am Man VR. I, no, it's exactly the other game I that was cancelled alongside The Last Iron of Us Two. <laughs> Iron Man, and nobody kept, Man. nobody could give two shits about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 lots I, people, I, I, nah, lots of people cared about that. I, I no, they didn't, didn't even not. know it existed. No, they to be did fair. not. Did you not see the God of War director like tweeted like um, did ever did anyone else just like zone out when after they read The Last of Us Two got cancelled? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the problem. If it had been announced separately, people like you can't compare a VR game to fucking The Last of Us Two. Yeah, yeah. there's about a, there's about like two million owners of VR units in the world <laughs> versus the fifty million people who have PlayStations. I need to look up games confirmed for 2020 because I can't even think of any for Switch really. All right, so you do that. And uh, we'll get into some of these other questions while you do that because we don't have time to sit. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Olaf asks, uh, do you, and this is from the Discord, do you think we'll see Netflix for Switch in the near future? Is that kind of a lost hope by now? I don't know, dude. I feel like if we were going to get it, we probably would have gotten it by now, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, to me, it seems like a lost hope. And even if it did come, I feel like it would just be like a meme. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> like, oh, finally. Yeah. I'm going to go play it on my Roku TV now, but great. It's here finally. Great. One of those things. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I had no idea so many people used it for video though. And then I went on. Oh yeah. I went on Danny's profile, and I saw how much he's played played YouTube, and it's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. People really do watch content on this. A lot of Same people. for me do with that. Hulu. I I I use it. I I used to use it in my uh, my bedroom and in when I was living in uh, with my dad mm-hmm. and. I still have it in my bedroom now, and I sometimes use it, like if my PlayStation's not working. So, oh, I found one. Uh, Twelve minutes. I remember seeing that game and thinking that. Was oh, cool. that looked awesome. That'll actually come out too. And sports story. Yeah, a lot of these indie oh, you, games you, are coming too. You know what I still want to play too is um, uh, uh, what is it? That RPG that came out last year that was hot on PC that's getting ported. Yes. Um, Disco Elysium. You know. Disco Elysium, yeah, that's supposed to come to Switch soon, and and CrossCode's yeah. got to be coming this year. Got to be, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I, all of those are definitely games I would love to play. Uh, Fowler's asks: Is Animal Crossing New Horizons a contender for the best game, aka Breath of the Wild, level on Switch already? Yeah, hundred hundred percent. I think. Hmm. If I was making a list of the top five games on Switch, it would be on that. Oh, yeah, top, top, top five. Top five, absolutely. But I don't I don't know if I could give it best game. Well, he said, is it a contender? I don't think I would give it best game, but is it in the conversation for best game is more the it's question. It's not for me. Oh, no, it, it is for me. Guys. It really depends on what you like, though. Exactly. Like, yeah. We had this discussion last week when we answered my dad's question, and I'm like... <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend him Animal Crossing, but someone who really loves sandbox games, this is mm-hmm. the game, best game on the system for them. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where I'm coming yeah. down on it because it's in the same thing where like I wouldn't recommend Breath of the Wild or I'm uh, not a Breath of the Wild, sorry. I wouldn't recommend uh, Fire Emblem to everybody, mm-hmm. but I think to say that Fire Emblem's not contender for best game, a contender for best game on Switch is ridiculous. Yeah, like that's right. Breath of the Wild it. isn't isn't in the conversation for me personally. I know that's a hot take, but it doesn't even come close for me, like, as being a game I would call best game on the Switch, which... You haven't even played it. <laughs> I, I, I got off the plateau. 
That's nothing. Uh, it took me like five hours to get off the plateau, and then I said, "You know what? That's that's I not how long game. it should take." I beat the game. I got off the plateau, and that's that's it. The credits roll. That's beating the game is getting off the plateau. Oh, okay. Ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think any speedrunner would agree that, that that's that's beating the game. Yeah. The <laughs> uh, real Kip asked, "What are you guys expecting of the Crisis port on Switch?" Um, not much. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it depends who's doing it, and I think it's Saber Interactive, so I actually probably would be expecting a lot. No, that's that's who was doing the World War Z. I'm getting my stories mixed, and we've we've cut that one from the episode, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ram sent us like a million questions. I'm going to just ask <laughs> one of them because I thought it's a good one. Uh, especially for Steve. Now that Jason Schreier has left Kotaku, do you feel any inclination to use the website now? What are your thoughts on his departure and how it reflects on Kotaku as a whole? Uh, no, I don't, because most of the talent that made Kotaku the pillar of games journalism that they have been is leaving or has left. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot more essential content that comes from Kotaku and in a world where you know there's so many choices there's really only the room for the essential yeah I, I think it's sad I probably will still visit Kotaku they've got, they've got some great writers there still but a lot of them have been leaving um, obviously Jason's leaving Kirk left a while ago Gita um, left, yeah. So there's, there's a, and I can imagine that Maddie, who's their current deputy editor, probably isn't far behind. Um, yeah. Considering she's a co-host on the the new podcast that they're no longer doing with Kotaku. And you gotta imagine that's gonna rub her bosses the wrong way. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, I I don't think they have much. I I think the entire Gawker media umbrella is gonna go under because Geo who bought them out recently is hot garbage and is alienating all of their talent. Yeah, I think we could see some of these valuable um, valuable brands being bought. They sold The Onion. Um, so The Onion's now owned by Cards Against Humanity, which is Thank God. crazy. Um, it's weird, but like I'm glad it's not with them anymore. So I, I think uh, I think they could carry on doing that with with a bunch of pe- bunch of the brands. Here- Here's the thing. I think we buy Kotaku, right? And then we'll take it over. Yeah, job done. Yeah. That's the move. We get Jason back. <laughs> Honestly, oh, though, man. I don't know where there was else for Jason to go. Like, he was basically at the top, and the only other place for him to go yeah. was editor-in-chief. And I don't necessarily know that he wants to go into that managerial role. I don't know that he would have needed to, though. Like, I think he was happy where he was if they hadn't fucked it up. Yeah. Like, he could have run the news desk, been the best ger- video games journalist that there is, written a book every two to three years, and done his podcasts and been like, cool, I have a very successful career in broadcast and writing and journalism. I'm going to be a dad. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> you know, like, I bet he would have stayed there for a while if the management hadn't changed. I, I really think did. so, too. And I think if some of his friends hadn't left as well, I think I think that would have been true. But I also think, like I was talking to you about this earlier, I think he's probably got a role at the New York Times and will probably be heading up like a, a gaming reporting section. I love that you've thrown your stake there because I think that's a really good prediction. And if it comes true, you're going to look like a genius. So. <laughs> Uh, hope that happens. Um, 
either no matter what I, I like generally when this kind of thing happens my my knee jerk is to say like best of luck but like Jason doesn't need it he's fine he can go anywhere anyone would be lucky to have him he's I, I genuinely think he's the best there is yeah. in what he does did you see industry. did you see Steven Tatillo's tweet about um which was like uh oh and just a side note to any to any of Jason's future employers line up any Bethesda interviews ahead of time <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I love that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. God bless Jason. Um, he's great. You should follow him. Read his book, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Uh, Steve and I are big fans of his work. And, uh, yeah, he's he's pretty much the, the the best there is at games journalism. So, um, excited to see where he goes next. Oh, and how does this reflect on Kotaku? Poorly, Ram. Really poorly. Uh, it's, the problem is uh, I don't think it reflects badly on Kotaku. If you read his exit piece, he was very, very gushing about how much he's enjoyed Kotaku. And oh, yeah. Enjoyed working I, there. That's the thing. It reflects not, badly it, on Geo. Yeah, and it's not like, yeah, he he had such nice things to say about uh, the editor-in-chief, um, Stephen Tatillo, who you just called out. So, it's yeah, it's nothing wrong with Kotaku, but, like, people already have this narrative against Kotaku, and the fact that, like, Jason is leaving is, like, he's the... He's the fucking street cred for Kotaku, you know, like to a lot of people. Mm. And I definitely think it's going it's going to be a major blow to their um, their overall like relevance, I guess, on the in the landscape. Just wait for the next easy mode is too easy article. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. So uh, left eye lazy in the discord asks, is Pixel alive? Where is Pixel? And then (laughs) Olaf goes, yeah, actually, where is Pixel? (laughs) So, uh, I, I know I'm at liberty to say at least some of this, um, so I'll, I'll give you as much as I can, you know, without speaking for Pixel. Um, he has been off the grid because, like so many people in the UK, um, he and his uh, partner have been affected by um, what's going on with, with COVID. And, uh, you know, I know that he's had some you know, of, of his work dry up and stuff like that. And, you know, um, he's just more or less been focusing really hard and scrambling to make sure that he's making enough money and, and, you know, um, creating a nest egg in case something goes wrong and, you know, he needs to fall back on it. So he's just had to take a step back to focus on, uh, making sure that his business is set up for success in the future and that he and, uh, his partner have the finances that they need. So, um, until he's gone, uh, I've, I've, you know, kind of stepped up and been running the ship and making sure that things are still going up. And, uh, you know, Steve and DJ have, uh, have both, um, been helping me out and, uh, DJ especially has been doing a ton of work, uh, behind the scenes to make sure that things keep rolling with me. So, uh, thank you to you guys for your support and, um, yeah, just, you know, send, uh, send Pixel your good vibes and, and your love and stuff like that. And, you know, he will be back to us as soon as he can be. I'll tell you that. I also just want to say though that it's been awesome having DJ on on the regular, and and uh, and it's just been nice. You've you've really stepped just straight into Pixel's shoes. It's been great. Like I feel like we've really gelled well together, and I think the listeners like you. So yeah, yeah, man. I it's think been, it's been a blast. I'm gonna cry. I think I think <laughs> you're here. For, I think you're here for the long term, DJ. Wow. Yeah, I hope I hope you're excited for when Pixel comes back for your editing time to balloon up because there will be four people yes. on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, I would I would absolutely do that. There you so go. So there it is. <laughs> so there it is. 
Alright, so uh, thank you guys to everyone who wrote in for the mail pot this week. Again, if you want to get your thoughts right on the air, you can hit us up on the Discord in the Potscast channel. You can send me an email at Pete at LootPots.com like Asobi did. You can get our weekly Twitter thread when I remember to put it up. Um, oh, shit! Actually, I put it up this week and definitely didn't answer some people's questions. So those people's questions, we will get to them next week. Sorry about that. My bad. We're already on, long in the tooth on this one, though. Hold on, um, I'm seeing if there's so, any good questions. Hold on, hold on. What, what's your turnip price? <laughs> Bad. Low. Low. <laughs> go, go join our Discord and join the AC Stock Market channel, and you can get a good price from somebody um, like Olaf or Danny did this week where they hooked up a bunch of people in the community. Uh, so head over there and do that. And if we miss your question, we'll get it next week. Promise. Thank you for writing, and we appreciate you. Um, again, if you guys want to support the show, you can give us a like on your audio platform of choice. Subscribe to the RSS so you get our episodes when they go live on Mondays at 9 a.m. London time. Uh, you can go hit us up at loopots.com and read our news and reviews. Check out Chewy's review of Animal Crossing New Horizons and hear the expert himself's thoughts. You can head to our YouTube channel and check out our archive of awesome videos. We've got some more stuff on the way. You can head to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash loopots, and join us for our weekly streams of Animal Crossing. Um, and, you know, now we're doing some variety stuff. Maybe we'll see Max do some more Super Metroid. Hope you'll come join us over there. It's been a blast. We hit affiliate recently. If you were a part of the people tuning in, thank you. If you haven't tuned in yet, uh, we hope you will, and we hope that you'll show us your support over there as well. Um, and hit us with those Twitch Prime subscriptions because Lord knows I forget to use them all the time. Uh, and last but not least, uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash lootpots. And if you want to support us over there, we would greatly appreciate it. If you do hit us at the $5 level, you'll get access to our Patreon exclusive show After Dark where we're talking about everything going on in our lives and um, you know all kinds of goofy shit over there. It's a good show, and uh, it helps us keep the mics on. So uh, we hope that you'll check it out and uh, show your support however you can. Uh, and if not... That's fine, too. We'll catch you next week for another episode of The Podcast.